0: Hello and welcome. Oh, <laughs> we well, yeah, you always say it, so I feel like it's my turn. So, to killer crime and sister time. <laughs> I'm Sydney. I'm Liberty. And yeah, you're here. Welcome, bitches. I know. This is like our like 19th or 20th episode or something like that. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. But it is pretty crazy. I, she's talking to John. Um, <laughs> I can see it. Quick little, quick little side chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. How are you? What's been up with you? I dyed my hair black and got bangs. I'm that's loving it. I Thank you. Um, I dropped. It's a text Just, that I got on my laptop. Oh, okay. I was like, "What was that noise?" <laughs> um. I dropped 135 pounds on my phone at the gym, and then I had to pay for it myself, because, you know, obviously it's my fault, like, I dropped my phone, but, you know, it just still sucks, because, you know, I'm not, like, a child anymore, so, you know, I have to pay for that, so $600. Oh, that's rough. At least it wasn't a 1000 that's all I'm thankful for. That's true. But did you just get the same phone? Yeah, it's literally, like, when you get, like, a replacement, it's cheaper so it's like a replacement yeah and then the new screen protector and then i was at katie's job with her and i dropped my phone constantly like literally it's a constant thing that's whatever yeah well i dropped it at katie's job and then the fat ass dog that she um like basically like nannies this fucking dog jumped on it screened down and it's just my screen protector and my screen protector has a lifetime warranty on it but still just like like bro like really you just got the brand new fucking at least it didn't break the screen though that's yeah literally all i care about yeah (laughs) yeah i was super upset how have you been dude anything new um, just bar prep, dealing not dealing with my puppy. My puppy is getting very smart now, so it's really <laughs> cute to see his personality like grow and stuff. Uh, it's adorable, uh, yeah. Will and I went camping this weekend with friends. Uh-huh. Um, the dog is getting too big for his britches because he, uh, so we're camping, right? We're staying in a tent, we got this really nice tent. And we let him sleep in the tent without his kennel because we didn't want to, like, break down his kennel and reconstruct it in the tent. Right. Right. Um, Well, I go to the bathroom at, like, 1 (laughs) a.m. And... I come back and Brett, one of our friends, is standing outside our tent with my dog in his arms and his dog like on the leash. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, will you wake your husband up and tell him that your dog got out of your tent? And I was like, what is happening? And he's like, so, (laughs) so apparently when I like left a little bit of the uh, tent door open, yeah, my husband just got home. So like the dog bell on the doors, (laughs) he wiggled. Yeah, so he, like, opened the little bit of a hole that was left, like, that I accidentally that left when it. I went to the bathroom, with his nose to get out yeah. of bed, and he was just running around the woods at 1am, and then <laughs> when Brett took his dog, Maya, out to go to the bathroom, um, she uh zag like saw them and ran up and was like hey guys what's up and brett was like what the fuck where have you been and he tried me telling will like the whole time i was in the bathroom he was like hey bro like your dog's outside will your dog's outside and will wouldn't wake up and then it he was like brett stop fucking around go to bed <laughs> and, and so brett looks at him, zag and he's like he doesn't get it he just doesn't get he it doesn't. <laughs> He doesn't get that you're actually outside with me here. And then the next day, Zag, like we were awake and we were talking, and Zag wanted to go out because he heard Maya outside, which is the other Mm -hmm. day. And he opened the tent door by himself again and got in with Maya. What a little shit. Did they they get along, though? Maya and Zag. They're pretty. Yeah. Adorable. Yeah, they are pretty adorable. I heard you got stranded in the middle of a lake. Oh, yeah. We also got stranded uh, in the middle of a lake. What'd you um, do? Not a good time. So, we rented a So, like, my husband and all of our friends are all in the army, right? So, the army has this program called MWR, which is like, uh, what does it stand for, Bing? Uh, well, something military wellness and resiliency or something like that. just like a morale boosting type uh, They offer like camping gear and yeah. Other sort of stuff that you can them. so could you hear him uh a little yeah okay well it's just like a military wellness like program and they like rent out stuff for you so that you can go have fun and yeah all that jazz so um <laughs> so we rented a boat through mwr and um we <laughs> take this boat out like it's a pontoon boat It was gonna be a good time we're gonna hang out and drink and all that jazz and we're on the boat and we kind of take it out into the middle of the lake it's going fine and like from the beginning Lainey and I were like oh that's weird it's kind of tilting weird um (laughs) but like it might just because we're all on one side of it right right (laughs) Uh, we're like whatever (laughs) um but then as we're coming back because it's kind of cold we're coming back to like the um dock to load up the boat and then Brett and I hear this noise from the engine and then it just stops. Oh, Jesus. And we're like, like oh, fuck. So we, like, it doesn't stop, it starts puttering and then, like, two minutes later it stops and we're like, oh, shit. Nope. okay. And so we, like, give it a second and then we start it up again and it goes for, like, a couple of minutes, and then it stops again. So, basically, we're like, oh, shit. So, either we're going to have to try and see if we can figure out how to, like, inch the boat closer and closer to the marina. Or we're going to have tow. Or paddle. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't have paddles. It's a pontoon. Like, we don't have shit. <laughs> and so, we we call the marina. They're like, we can't – legally, we can't offer toes." And we're like, okay. So but they're how like how the fuck do you want me to get out of this water? Right? That's what I'm saying. So they're like, here we'll give you a call, we'll give you the phone number for the park rangers, though. We're like, okay, cool. Um, they give us the phone number for the park rangers and we call them. And the lady, like the dispatcher who answers the phone is like, well, um, it's gonna be a while. So just like really take in the scenery and we're like, <laughs> okay. <Right. laughs> we'll take in the scenery hang up (laughs) um and so we're still trying like because we can get the engine started sometimes and like going but then it dies again so like we're really trying but it's just not working and then like 30 minutes later we get a call back and it is the uh it's the like people coming to get us the yeah whatever and Mm (laughs) um they get there and they're like um you know you guys are they like drive up to us and they're like you know you guys are taking on water right and we're like excuse me we're doing what and he's like yeah he's like yeah you're you're taking on water and we're like okay get us because the whole time we're thinking well I mean it could be worse like you know, we could be sinking or something you Apparently were we are yeah so that's oh fun <laughs> um and (laughs) how did you not know this was there not water at your feet as previously stated laney and i thought the boat was tilting a little oh yeah so we'd been taking on water from the get-go um so we attributed it to us all sitting on one side of the boat Right. so then they're like okay hand us your anchor and then tie off the rope to you know your boat so that we can all get hooked up here and we'll tow you in we're like okay yeah. and drew one of our other friends who's on the boat he's he like starts tying it off quote unquote and he like you know you're supposed to do like a figure eight when you tie off a boat so right he starts just doing it in circles <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, they're cops they are cops uh the cops are like um can you do that in a figure eight <laughs> and he's like yeah yeah my bad my bad and then we get they we finally get to the dock they like tow us in whatever and then uh they're helping us off the boat after they tied us up and they're like um who was the guy who tried to tie you off in a circle and Drew's like that's me and the cop takes out this junior ranger sticker and he goes here you go boy <laughs> That's fucking awesome! Uh, so then we called the oh, yeah. ranger all weekend. Um, yeah, the ranger. That's the story of how we got stuck in the middle of the lake and uh, almost yeah. sank. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. This is why you always trust your women's instincts, man. Yeah. yeah, you're always right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we definitely should have trusted that, and definitely shouldn't have gone out on that boat um but we we brought it back and they I called them and I was like hey this happened uh so obviously we will not be using it the rest of the weekend and the lady is like oh my god I'm so sorry she gives the phone to the manager and the manager's like yeah we'll refund you so they've already refunded us which is nice but good yeah oh gosh (laughs) that sounds fucking terrible it was was. yeah Oh my gosh, I had to. What I call it? What? I had to go a little Karen. I, I'm, I'm very opposed to Karen's, but I had to go a little Karen at the Apple store this week. Why? Yeah. Because I get there at like 11 because I'm at Best Buy, right? And genius Spar guy doesn't have the replacement phone I need. So he's like, okay, I'd go to an Apple store. Otherwise, it's going to take two or three days. I was like, okay, hey, I don't have two or three days. Right. so I go to the apple store and they're like okay it's gonna be about like an hour wait and I was like okay well all of a sudden it's one o'clock and I've been there for two hours so I go and I'm like hey like <laughs> the cat just closed the door on John <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny he like jumped on it um so it's like two hours so I just go up to the guy and I'm like hey like I i'm seeing people go in front of me but i was like here two hours ago Yeah, and he yeah. was like oh what's your name and i was like liberty and he goes oh yeah i think we have you down at three and i was like no oh, i was God. like i told the guy i needed to be leaving by three like i can't be here at three and so stella will you get off the counter please thank you these animals are, fucking crazy. These animals are crazy look at this <laughs> look at this girl Miss girl. Miss girl and so when I'm at the apple store and they're like oh okay so he like puts my name in like the top of the line again and whatchamacallit so my name's at the top of the line and so I sat on a bench and they were like okay it's gonna be about a half hour I was like okay I have half an hour right so I go sit on the bench for like 10 of those minutes and then mom was telling me to like go get up and like go stare at them <laughs> and I was like okay so I go stand up and I am just eyeballing the guy at the door just fucking glaring <laughs> two minutes later he points at the security guard to come get me and I was like yeah I'm in <laughs> and then when you're getting my phone all set up they were very timely it was very nice I really appreciated it and they give me my phone and they're like okay well I realize that new phone no activate and I have to activate it at home so I don't have directions from washington square and fucking like Tigard, Oregon, all the way back to washington and i'm like fuck so mom has to screenshot directions off of google maps send them to my laptop and like i have to follow these off my laptop all the way home but the thing is like her directions didn't get me to the freeway they just told me like once i was on the freeway where to go and so, and then I was like, oh, fuck, well, I'm about to go sit in traffic for two hours. This is the worst time of day. So I need gas. And so I go get gas. I forget, you can't pump your own gas. Right, and then I forgot to turn my engine off. And he, like, looks at me and he goes, is your engine running? And I was like, yeah. And then I just instantly just burst into tears. And he's like, he's like, oh, it's been a long day. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, it has it. Yeah. I know. And so he gave me directions to the freeway. So. What a nice gas station attendant. I know he was a very nice old man and I really appreciated him. It ended up working that uh, you needed, you know, you needed gas and stuff. It exactly. In, in order no, yeah. the man was able to give you directions. I would have probably gone to a gas station no matter what, even if I didn't need it, just for directions to the freeway. Yeah. That's valid. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've had an eventful weekend. We have had an eventful week. I kind of want to die. Yeah. That's yeah. Fine. Okay, let's start our stories, bitch. I'm excited. Okay, do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, you can go first. Okay. Um, so this week we're doing stories that are like murders that turned into hauntings. Um, so my story this week is the LaLaurie Mansion you twat. I was going to do that one. <laughs> Did I, you- I literally I literally texted mom and I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to do the lawyer. Man. And she goes, ah, your sister called it. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> Maybe you got you to gotta be quicker than that, baby girl. That's fucking for real. <laughs> okay, so um, this is why we text mom. So the bitch can take- Exactly. So yeah. we don't have doubles. Exactly. Okay, so... Um, the LaLaurie mansion is infamous because of the, um, owner of the mansion, Madame LaLaurie. She was born Marie Delphine LaLaurie, um, around 1775 and, um, is most commonly known as Madame LaLaurie. Um, she was also previous, she was born as, um, Delphine McCarty, which is like, you know, her maiden name, and she is a child of Irish immigrants who were prominent members of the New Orleans white Creole community. Are you putting a laser in your nose? I am, and I could feel it, too. Is that weird? Yeah, that's weird. I just felt it. Continual. <laughs> anyway um she was married over three times in her life which was like scandalous apparently back then because every source i read mentioned it but right. so- well it's because she's a whore so <laughs> <laughs> she's a slut you know three marriages yeah like how dare you um uh, anyway so her first marriage was to don ramon de lopez E, y- and Gulo, who was a high-ranking Spanish officer. I'm so sorry, I probably butchered that, but it is what it is. Oh. Um, and on June 11th, 1800, they returned to Spain, and sources differ on this for either a military punishment or for a new position for her husband. Mm-hmm. So, very different. Unreal. Right. Unclear. Yeah. Um, and en route to Spain... Delphine gave birth to their daughter, Marie Borgia Delphine Lopez y Angulo de la Candelaria. That was so. It's funny. like it's like, uh, it's like the dude from what you would call it. Sweet Life is acting. Oh yeah. <laughs> the mom, Julio Ricardo Montoya. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Delphine and her daughter returned to New Orleans after this alone. Um, unclear. I'm unclear as to what happened to her husband. Couldn't find it. So we're going to roll with it. Okay. Um, in June of 1808, Delphine married Jean Blanc, and he was a prominent banker, merchant, lawyer, and legislator. He fucking did it all. This man did it fucking all. He did. Um, he purchased them a home at 409 Royal, Royal Street in New Orleans. And is it New Orleans or is it New Orleans? I don't know. I've heard both. Yeah, I have too. John says Orleans, but... Will says Orleans, so... (laughs) Who do we believe (laughs) here? Who do we believe? Oh, he... Will says... Okay, Will's been to Louisiana, and he said if you say Orleans down there, they'll laugh at you, so I'm gonna go with Orleans. Orleans, Orleans. (laughs) Okay, so Delphine, um, they had this house at 409, whatever street in new orleans <laughs> um delphine would have four more children with blanc and yes. they are mary louise pauline louise marie uh, laurie <laughs> mary louise jean and jean pierre pauline Blanc. it's pretty creative it's all, variation it's of all the variations. Mm-hmm. yes yes, yes. Oh, jesus well a good bitch so, as we will get into later, so she clearly wasn't good yeah. at the names either. Um. So Jean Blanc died in 1816, and then Delphine married her third husband. His name is Leonard Louis Nicholas Lalaurie. So this is obviously her most controversial marriage because this is when she becomes a Lalaurie and a horrible fucking human. Yeah, literally Satan reincarnated. Yeah. Um, so Leonard Luis Nicholas LaLaurie is a physician who was much younger than Delphine. Um, he I was reading like the LaLaurie Mansion like visitors page thing, and they were talking about how he was more of a chiropractor than a physician. Like in modern times, he'd be considered a chiropractor. Right. Um, and they met because she had a daughter from her first marriage or her second. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, but um, one of them all sorts of fucked up. And so he was working on that daughter and that's how they met. Okay. That makes uh, sense. Yeah. And then in 1831, they bought the property at 1140 Royal Street, which she managed with a little help from her husband. And in 1832, they had completed a three construction on a three-story mansion including um attached slave quarters um she lived there with her husband and two daughters she maintained a prominent position in the social circles until a gruesome discovery by rescue crews in her home on april 10th of 1834 so on april 10th of 1834 a fire broke out at Madame LaLaurie's mansion where rescuers discovered bound slaves with slaves with evidence of torture um, that seemed to be over a long period of time um the family owned several slaves and housed them in their slave quarters in their New Orleans home stories are mixed as to her treatment slash like overall look of her slaves like whether they were healthy or not um some people said that they appeared fine and she treated them well um which could you know obviously just be a show for public so that they didn't know how she was especially since she was like in such quote unquote sophisticated circles right um but some people said they looked malnourished and like you know, really rough, like, they didn't get bathed, get to bathe or anything like that. Um, I'm gonna kind of go with that, because eventually, like, an officer or a lawyer, um, was dispatched to the home to remind Madame Lalaurie of the rules, um, regarding, like, slave treatment, Uh because apparently they had, um, requirements in place that if you were to own a slave you had to like treat them a specific way which oh how nice <laughs> yeah just don't maybe just don't fucking own people um but whatever <clears throat> and um people also kind of went with that she treated them well because she had emancipated two of them um so some people thought that made her a good person um even though she was literally owning humans so there's that she also owned like nine other slaves, so emancipating two of them means fucking right. Nine. So, you know, I emancipated two, so I'm a good person now, right? The fuck? Emancipate all of them, yeah. Maybe you don't own people, yeah. Okay, so at one point, um, madam, this is like a confirmed thing that occurred. Um, at one point, she chased a 12 year old Leah off of the roof with a whip. <laughs> um allegedly the girl was brushing madame Lalaurie's hair and she caught a snag which pissed off madame Lalaurie. and she chased her with a whip and while she was like trying to avoid punishment the girl ran away and eventually she ran off the roof to her death and people like witnessed this girl falling from the roof and so it was like super traumatic and awful right um she was buried on mansion grounds, and this is kind of w- what sparked the investigation into Madame Laurie. Yeah. Um, and she got nine of her slaves removed from her, like so r- removed from her. Um, okay. Unfortunately, like her family bought some of them back and then sold them to her again so she ended up with her again Mm -hmm. um there were also stories that she um changed and I say stories because like we really don't know like documentation wasn't great and like I said like we didn't really know what was happening because some people didn't even know she was abusing her slaves so like Okay. Abusing is an understatement for what that bitch did Yeah absolutely But like you know some people thought That they were fine so like there is Really little to no documentation On what actually was happening Inside the home what? Um, And like it's It gets really Blown out of proportion too because Of the lack of documentation Like people could have Just said whatever they wanted what? uh, Which did End up happening um so there were also stories that madame Lalaurie chained her cook to the stove and would beat her own children madame Lalaurie's own children she would beat if they tried to give the slaves food um jesus yeah so um kind of back to the fire that started the gruesome discovery um the fire had started in the kitchen And when police and fire marshals arrived, they found the cook chained to the stove by her ankle. Yeah. She later admitted to setting the fire as a suicide attempt because she was scared of punishment. Since, no, um, like, she had done something that she knew Madame LaLaurie was going to punish her for. And at that point, like, Madame LaLaurie would take her slaves um, upstairs and um, the cook said no one returned from the uppermost room uh, and the punishment that occurred there so she didn't want to go there she wanted to take her own life exactly I mean I heard a theory too that that's also why that little girl jumped off the roof was because like the theory is that jumping off the roof would have been better than being caught and punished yeah absolutely. because the shit this bitch did right um so apparently when like the fire started to be so much that like it caught attention of like passerbys, they right. uh tried to help and they attempted to enter the slave quarters, but the lorries refused to give them the keys. they're like <sighs> they're like trying to help people, and they refused to give them the keys to slave. Right. Um when they finally broke down the door, they found seven slaves who were horribly mutilated um they were suspended by their necks uh and their limbs were either stretched or torn from one extremity to the other oh my god yeah it's like disgusting oh it's just i was um uh, whatchamacallit and that's why we drank an episode on this yeah i was sitting in my car listening to it just gagging i was like oh so gross it is so gross um the slaves that they found, like in the slave quarters, like this, stated that they had been held there for months. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, one of the bystanders who entered was a judge who said that he saw slaves in heavy metal collars and an elderly woman with a head wound so severe that she couldn't move, like she couldn't even get up. Right, that's terrible. Yeah, after asking Mr. LaLaurie about like these injuries, um, Mr. LaLaurie basically told him to like f off and stay out of other people's business. Which, like, so right, obviously, he knew what was happening, but was it just him, or or, I mean, was it just his wife, or was he involved too? Like, I mean, of course, she was involved because he like covered it up, but still, right? Yeah, I don't know, I don't know if he also inflicted like punishment torture yeah yeah but i did know that he told other people to stay out of his business which like gross but right um the tortured slaves were brought to receive medical attention and like food and water and stuff um but yet we're still subjected to public viewing which i thought was really fucking disgusting like Mm -hmm. can't we just help them without letting people view them but whatever right but also back then like you have to i mean i mean historically sadly they didn't sue them as people and so like it wasn't a matter of public humiliation because a lot of a lot of slave owners back then also thought that they couldn't like like they didn't have the same sophisticated emotions as white people did you know like right i just it's like disgusting because they were subjected to so much shit and then to be like walked around the town yeah these poor tortured humans are being like they're trying to get medical attention and you are letting people view them like gross yeah exactly it's disgusting yeah um so reports have varied through the years um but some say this is kind of like where the stories get a little like fanciful as to what happened um, because people just wrote books on it, even though they didn't really have any of the information. They just right. went with their imagination. Um, reports have varied through the years, but some say that the slaves were skinned and dismembered in fucked up experiments. Um, this included a slave whose bones were broken and set in unnatural positions so that when she walked, she looked similar to a crab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was literally gagging typing these out oh yeah well I'm gagging right now because that's fucking disgusting yeah another slave was said to have a hole in his head and a wooden spoon sticking out of it um there was also stories of people having their skin pulled back or intestines pulled out and tied in knots um many of these stories and this is also according to like the Lori mansion now, like they have like a website and you can go look at it. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, Like was one of my sources. Um, they're like, they seem to be an exaggeration. Um, like they don't think it was that horrifying and repulsive, but she was absolutely she, or, for a matter for absolutely. She was horrible to her slaves and she likely took her anger out on them. Um, the website like the LaLaurie mansion website said that um many of the men in madame LaLaurie's life had extramarital affairs with freed women of color and um, so she like hated black people because of that so right. she took a lot of her anger and frustration out on them so like no matter what she was absolutely awful but right. um like that's a theory why Yeah, the people who have, like, done the research and, like, own the mansion now don't believe that it was as bad as, like, you know. Some stories say. Like, yeah, making a slave look like a crab kind of thing. Right. But no matter what, after the public viewing of the tortured slaves, the residents of New Orleans were so furious that they sent a mob to her home. They destroyed Good. everything that they could get their hands on. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the mansion was essentially demolished after they were done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, after taking the slaves from the home and destroying the home, they apparently dug up the yard and found dismembered bodies of slaves. Jesus. Yeah. Um madame laurie is said to have fled to paris and was allegedly killed in a boar attack during a hunting accident but they i think that's another exaggeration they just definitely don't really know what happened to her because as per this whole story documentation is sparse (laughs) right exactly i read someone that she died like, a, a sickness or some shit in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. And, she, yeah. I did read, though, that she had always wanted to return to New Orleans, and her kids told her, no, like, you know what happened there last time, and yada, yada, yada. Some, there's a theory that she did come back and, like, died there, but, I don't know, isn't, her death certificate is, like, so, it was, like, signed in Paris, so they don't know, but, Yeah. And I saw, like, a thing on the, uh, website of the mansion that, um, they were talking about how someone allegedly found a great, like, a tombstone in New Orleans, but it said, like, the tombstone read in French, but it read that she died in Paris and was, like, there. Right, so So she wasn't in New Orleans. No. Right. Um... So, after being repaired in 1836, the house um, has been used as a public high school, music conservatory, a tenement, so, like, apartments, Uh a refuge for young delinquents, a bar, a furniture store, and a luxury apartment building. Imagine how fucking haunted all those were. So fucking haunted. When it was a school, it was talking about how um, some of the girls would allegedly like say that they had injuries like um like you know skin gone on their arm and stuff like that oh my god yeah um in april 2007 nicholas cage actually bought the home for (laughs) 3.45 million Um, dollars but in november of 2009 it was foreclosed on and sold so not great at the money management so yikes sir uh, nicholas yeah. cage but now they do uh like give nighttime and daytime tours of the mansion um as for the ghosts the mansion is considered one of the most haunted houses in the french quarter people say that the ghosts of the former slaves caused the most hauntings um but like the uh, ghostcitytours.com website was talking about how um, someone was actually like murdered in their apartment when it was an apartment building and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, there are other ghosts. I mean, it's really old, so that makes sense. Exactly. Um, so, for almost 200 years, there have been reports of paranormal, paranormal activity in the home. Um, the room where Madame LaLaurie often kept slaves is there have been reports of moaning and phantom footsteps um and the phantom footsteps have actually been throughout the entire home not just in the room that she kept the slaves and tortured them right um so yeah that's the really fucked up story of madame laurie um my social murderpedia and then the ghostcitytour.com so right jesus yeah i was gonna do that one because i heard about it on my f- or on uh, and that's why we drink yeah and it yeah. was just like super fucked up yeah it, the one i'm talking about too it was also on that's why we drink but it's because it's like super popular so right no copying your voice <laughs> i love and that's why we drink i know they're awesome okay so for my story, sorry, I might be on pause right now, but my notes are on my phone. So. Yeah, you're Okay, so my story is the Viscola axe murders. Oh my gosh, yes, that was the other one I was going to do. Okay, see, look. Uh, <laughs> I love how we literally chose the same ones. Okay, <laughs> so this one occurred late night, June 9th, 1912 to early morning of June 10th, 1912 in Viscola, Iowa. Okay. Um, Viscola or Viscola? Oh, I have no fucking clue. Viscilia. No. I, don't I don't think it's I, I, don't I can fucking tell you. Viskilia. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a family or there was eight deaths. And I believe I want to say family is six. And they had um, two of the kids had friends staying the night. So Josiah was the dad. Sarah was the mom. Herman, Mary, Arthur, and Paul Hey, Stella, please get off the counter. Stella. 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 (laughs) (laughs) There's a cat actively on the counter. What her vibe. (laughs) Okay, so Josiah was the dad. Sarah was the mom. Herman, Mary, Arthur, and Paul were all the kids. And... I don't know if I spelled this right or if I wrote the name down right. But I have Ina May and Mary as the friends. Okay. So they were little girls and they were just friends of the kids. So um, what happened was they were at a church event all day. And they were said to have gotten home around 945, 10. Mm-hmm. And by 7 a.m. the next day, the neighbor was concerned because she didn't see them. And the kids doing all the morning chores. Right. So right. she tried to go knock on the door, but it was locked. So she let the chickens out and called Ross Moore, who was the brother of Josiah. So it was the uncle. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Josiah's brother. So it was the dad's brother. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. So Ross brought his own house key and he unlocked the door. And the first thing he did was he went to the guest bedroom and found the two little girls who were the guests staying the night murdered and everyone else was murdered um right this is what was a little weird to me the dad was like major overkill like listen so the murder weapon was an axe found in the guest bed that belonged to the dad so it was our the murder weapon was already in the home yeah the autopsy suggests that the murders happened between 12 a.m and 5 a.m but the dad received the worst of it. Like, his eyes were missing. Oh. The, ki- the killer only used the blade of the axe on the dad, and everybody else, he used the blunt end of the axe. Oh. So, I'm like, why was the dad so overkill? Like, what did the dad do is my question. Right. I mean, obviously, like, you know, he didn't do anything to deserve that, but, you know, like, what happened to why? Who was so mad at him that, you know. Right. So, that's major overkill. That is major overkill. And generally, you know, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, sadly, all these people were found murdered and they had a couple big suspects. Um, One of them was Reverend uh, George Kelly, but everyone thought he was super weird and like couldn't do it mentally or physically, couldn't have murdered all these eight people. They're like, I know you're a fucking creep, but you weak, so... Yeah, but you weak. Like, he actually got tried for it, but he got acquitted because literally no one believed him, not even the jury. Like, he confessed. Like, he tried to confess, at least. Are you and serious? Literally, yeah, no one believed him. Weird. I know, so he was hella weird and he after he got like tried and acquitted he became obsessed with like writing letters to the police about the case and like became obsessed with like the whole point of the case and like would ask the cops for like details and like suspects and yeah so literally no one believed him though so who knows weird okay i know another suspect was william mansfield and this one was actually like they had a grand jury or whatever for this one but he like got acquitted so he didn't get i don't know if he got like officially tried i don't know what all that means but right yeah so he he was a big suspect because he murdered his family i'm pretty sure 2 years later with an axe Oh, and they thought he was a suspect in another axe killing 4 days before the visceral one but oh my god Yeah, he was never charged for the Viscala one or the one four days before. And that one was in Kansas, I feel like, I want to say. Okay. So, yeah. um, But they were all done. But the cops were like, oh, well, it's literally all done in the same manner. So it has to be the same person. So, like, that's why they were, like, convinced. They were like, okay, it's William Mansfield. Yeah. And the biggest yeah exactly yeah he was only arrested and killing his own family which was like his wife and baby i'm pretty sure oh okay so the biggest theory is that because no one locked their doors in this tiny ass town before church the killer snuck in and waited until they were asleep in the attic and one article i read said like just taking a step into the attic is like fucking creepy like it's dark and like yeah like no one likes it no no um so some ghostly things about the house is disembodied footsteps voices bad vibes that's literally what one article said yeah um shadows all over the place girls like giggling and screaming like you can hear like it's fucking creepy so you can do overnight tours like it's a bed and breakfast like you can like stay there could you imagine yeah, and uh, you can do day tours, of course. But yeah, right. And a man in 2014, after staying there overnight for a ghost hunt, so you know, I don't think it wasn't like the ghost adventures guys, but you know, he was doing the same shit.
1: Like he stabbed Zag him.
0: Again. Huh? Is it a freaking Zach Baggins? Yeah, for all That Zach fucking Baggins. I thought he was gay for a while. Is he not? I don't know like I John and I read somewhere that he was gay and then we read somewhere that he wasn't so I'm so confused so Zach Baggins, please confirm or deny the sexuality okay well I mean um, you're gonna get us blocked by Zach Baggins because <laughs> does he block people yeah didn't he block like M and Christine or something maybe just Christine or M I don't know but it was M I'm pretty sure yeah I think he blocked M <laughs> well maybe he should confirm or deny his sexuality (laughs) okay so in 2014 a man was staying there on a ghost hunt and he stabbed himself oh yeah (laughs) Uh, and people have pictures of back scratches orbs and pictures and shadows and shit like that so i don't like that yeah, the house is pretty creepy. I'm I didn't read much into it, um, because I was like busy, like trying to get like the full deeds of the whole house. But yeah, I'm very curious as to why this man stabbed himself. Yeah, especially on a ghost tour, like that's weird. Yeah, I know. Well, he was like he was like an investigator, like a ghost investigator, well, right? But like, yeah, that's weird. That's weird. Yeah, let me. It made, like, national news and shit. Did it? When was August, it? Uh, 2014. Oh, wow. that wasn't long ago. Um, on November 7th, a visitor to the Visca was rushed to a nearby hospital after being found a self-inflicted stab wound to the chest. The what? house... Yeah. yeah... The crime was never solved. Oh, that was talking about the murders. Um... I do know. I don't think so. Okay. He was alone. So this is what the sheriff said. From my understanding, he was alone in the northwest bedroom and the rest of the party was outside. He called for help on their mobile two-way radios. He, his companions found him stabbed in the chest and apparently self-inflicted wound called 911 and Larson was brought to a nearby hospital. Um, happened around 12.45 a.m. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't say he called for help. Yeah, on the two way radio. So I'm wondering what happened because, you know, you've seen a lot of ghost movies how like ghosts like manipulate like the things you see. So maybe he like thought he was stabbing something off him or like, you know, like, right. You know, that's pretty far fetched, but still, like, what if? Well, he also, would- like, if you wanted to, you know, end your life, you wouldn't call for help. No, yeah, he called for help on his two-way radio. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Also, this is just another fun, uh, not a fun fact at all on that. That's actually <laughs> a bad wording, a very sad fact, but an interesting fact is it? Is it? Um, about the case from this article that I was reading. So local officials, so when the murders first happened, the officials lost control of the crime scene where an estimated 100 people arrived to gawk at the mutilated bodies Of course they did. What is with, like, is it because they didn't have like, any other way to entertain themselves? Like, what is with old well, no, because I guarantee people mm-hmm. still do that shit today. It's literally just about humans being nosy and the need to know everything. I know, but like they just like defiled crime. Like, how many crimes could we have solved if people didn't just defile them? You right, know? but in right, but in 1912, fingerprinting wasn't a huge thing anyway, so they wouldn't they weren't going to catch right. anyone. Will and I were just watching like a Kennedy documentary, and uh-huh. um. It was, like, showing footage from when they, like, found the gun that was used. And right. they're just, like, carrying it through a crowd above their heads and shit. And I'm, like, okay, so we we just said fuck evidence, right? That's like, for real. I was, like, what is wrong with you people? I don't know. Right. People didn't think about that back then, though. Like, if I saw a murder scene first thing I would think of as shit fingerprints. But, you know. Fingerprints, DNA, hair samples. <laughs> literally so apparently there was also oh yeah and the massive disturbance in the house from onlookers prevented detectives from collecting sufficient evidence for a conclusive investigation so nosy people this is a psa to stay the fuck out of crime scenes and if you're listening to this get the fuck out of crime scenes just call so, them and let them do their job okay yeah exactly there was also gouge marks across bedroom ceilings from the upswing of the axe revealed something about the killer's height but yeah oh yeah exactly that's this is another reason reverend george kelly didn't fit the thing because it revealed something about the killer's height which exonerated one particularly short subject suspect which i'm pretty sure was reverend george kelly okay but yeah these marks were in the center of the room not above the victim's beds and were thought to be the killer world winning the axe in a one-handed frenzy of excitement ew i that's know weird. i hate it i hate everything about it also could you imagine like you sent your kids for a sleepover thinking you would be all fine and dandy and then they get, and they murdered. get murdered yeah well so- like you know they were like prominent people in the community like they were nice like i don't i didn't read anywhere that they had a lot of enemies or people that didn't like them right oh that's awful yeah pretty fucked up it is pretty fucked up there was one murder that I kind of I mean I don't know I'm I'm probably not going to talk about it on the show but still like there was one that I heard on and that's why we drank that I kind of want to like look into it's pretty crazy it's like it was way early in the beginning of the season but you know like uh there was like a house fire and they thought their kids died but there was actually no evidence of them dying do you remember this one Oh, yeah, and then, like, they never found their bodies or anything, but they just, like, straight up disappeared. Yeah, and the mom was like, I don't fucking believe that they died in that house because, like, their bodies aren't there. Like, she thinks they got kidnapped or something, and then the fire was started. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, we have no clue. But that one, I'll I'll look. I'll want to look into. I think, like, the Italian mafia or some shit took them. Oh. Because the dad was saying weird shit about Mussolini. Oh, that's right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so that is our stories for the week, folks. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Also, I um like Will asked something about our stats last night. So I looked up our like listener statistics and mm-hmm. we now have a listener in Africa. So I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, <gasps> that's so cool. We're going global bitches, right? Mm-hmm. Let's love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe. We could set up one of those things where people could like donate to us because then we might be able to save up for some fancy recording equipment and not record off our phones and laptops. Wouldn't that be dope? That'd be be pretty Maybe we'll (laughs) set up like a GoFundMe or something. (laughs) Or not like a but like a Patreon so that they get content out of it, you know that's true like like I'm and christine do yeah exactly <laughs> they're, my, they're my favorite like I if you ever hear them. this guys they're so funny they're so funny so I'm yeah so i'm excited that christine's having a baby like i'm not see i'm on episode like 22 so i'm um, way before i'm I like be- she's not even married to blaze yet <laughs> i'm not um I'm not caught up because right now I'm catching up on my favorite murder and then I've been listening to Wine and Crime but um I just follow them both on Instagram because I love them and I also follow Em on TikTok because they're so funny oh my god they have a TikTok yeah Em has a TikTok and they're so funny I love it okay I'm gonna have to find that then yeah um, but yeah, I just I follow Christine and M on uh Insta and when Christine posted that she was finally having a baby because she talked a lot about her loss on the podcast and mm-hmm. then I heard that she was having a baby, I got really excited for her. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I'm very excited for her. That's adorable. Um what you wanna call it? Yeah, so what happened can I ask you a question? Yeah. So M um, does M end them dating this girl for a while that she's dating? That they're dating. Yeah. roommate yeah they're still (gasps) they're still together yeah oh thank god because they're so cute i just like when she talked about their first camping trip together a couple of episodes ago i knew that they were meant to be you're not far enough in yet but m does change their pronouns just so you know um okay cool okay got it then got it okay thank you yeah i was like i don't think you're to that point yet because you don't know that they've been dating for a really long time but yeah M does change their pronouns cool got it (laughs) now we know yeah yeah when they talked about their first date i was like this is this is so cute like they're gonna be together for a while they go camping and i'm like what did you, what did they have? Like a, huge, a raging a guy. That's what it was. <laughs> that's what the doctors called it too. <laughs> and they were like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, but I why do we have to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I like to rotate through podcasts just to like keep things spicy. So you know, if you ever get a chance, I would go listen to, and that's why we drink because they're just fucking hilarious. They are like my favorite them and then wine and crime are like hands down my favorite podcasters but yeah oh I'll I'll have to take a listen to wine and crime once I get caught up all the way up to yeah. but i'm like literally two years behind oh yeah well that's what i did so i listened all the way through my favorite murder and then i was like shit i need a new podcast so then i found uh and that's why we drank and fell in love with em and christine and yeah. then i found um once i got all the way caught up with Emma and christine then i found wine and crime and i'm not caught up with them yet um but i go back and forth between all three of them so that i just never run out of episodes exactly yeah because I'm yeah I kind of I don't know I literally listen to podcasts while I drive all the time because it's so interesting but sometimes you get to the gross ass episodes like the Lori one where they talked about it and I was like yeah yeah disgusting okay I have to take my dog out I think he has to potty okay well you have a good day dude you have a good week guys and don't forget to send in your listener stories because you know, we are going to talk about him. So I really like if you sent those in because I love talking. And we're going to get John's fucking ghost stories. We are because I need to ask him for those. We are going to get them, I promise. Okay, good. That is a commitment. Okay, good. Okay. All right. Love you, friend. Love you, friends. Bye. Bye. Bye.